0: Hi, right, this is Doug Channel of Video, and you're listening to Mars
1: Attacks. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Here's a Tim Ripper Owens. this is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned.
0: Hey, this is Ron
1: Double for Fall of Guns N' Roses, releasing to Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windor from Monster Magnet. Hello, everybody. This is Michael G. Skiffoffi. And this is Richard Patrick from Filter. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Plus, and you're cranking it up on Mars Attacks. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Don Jameson from Bad Metal Show on DH1 Classics. Hey, this is Kurt Winston from Carbide. Hey. Oh, hey, this is Richard Christie from the band Charred Walls of the Dam. Yeah, this is John Schaefer from Ice Hey, this is Rex Brown from Kill Devil Hill. I've got a command to You're listening to Mars Attacks. It's nice. This the Indianapolis from Kill Devil Hill, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. It's, it's starting up, the motor blazing. It generates a speech up. It stares with empty eyes. You will be paralyzed, and no, you cannot run away. You with metal arms, it's an ancient song. You are to waste; it doesn't leak. Look and see the metal machine before have all been. to the Mars Attacks Podcast. Here's your host, Victor. Come get your rocks
2: Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Mars Attacks Podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and this is episode 74. 75, actually. 74 is what uh, I just uploaded with... Uh Charlie D'Angelo from Spiritual Beggars and Arch Enemy. This episode we have Udo Dirkschneider, a legendary lead singer of UDO, and obviously, except we kick things off with a track off of his new album, Steel Hammer. Uh, this interview was recorded slightly before the album came out, so you hear me reference that that track. Um, was the only one that was available at the time, uh, Metal Machine. Now we do have the entire album, and we'll be playing a few tracks off of that, as well as other things from Udo's past, uh, things that I enjoy anyway. And uh, we'll mix that in with other great new tracks. Like, for example, let's play a little bit of a somewhat unknown band in the States. They're a national band here in Spain. The name of the band is Hell's Fire. The name of this track is Crawl. With Crawl coming off of Ammo, a motherfucking mayhem overload, is the name of the album. Remember, what we've started doing is adding links to iTunes and Amazon at the bottom of the show notes. So go there, check the tracks out. Uh, I'm not sure if this is up on Amazon. I'll have to check. But it is up on iTunes. If you like that track, go out and buy it. Check out the rest of the album. And see what tracks you do like or just purchase the entire album itself. It is up on Spotify as well. Remember to support the bands that you hear here and that you love. Uh, What else? We've started an Amazon store where we feature albums or signature models of the artists that we do interview. The idea behind this is to get a little kickback. If you're going to buy the album, if you're going to buy the MP3, if you're even going to buy the signature model... Go through the show notes at the bottom uh, of this episode. Go over to Amazon. Go over to iTunes. And you won't have to pay anything additional. But 10% of your purchase does come back to us here at the Mars Attacks podcast. The other thing too. Go to the uh, donate button. Donate whatever you can. A dollar, $5, $20, whatever it is. We're going to possibly be putting together some... Prizes, per se, for people that do donate to the podcast. Uh, The other thing that we do have are affiliates link. So if you check out the donate button and there's a link to donate underneath that, there is another link that says help keep the podcast alive or help keep us alive, excuse me. Within there, you'll find affiliates. uh, Affiliates to, Mark discussed during the last live show, Metal Militia, there's WWE, There's ZZZ Music, there's Amazon, iTunes, Audible.com. And from time to time, we'll be letting you know about different sales and things that are available. uh, Probably more so during the live show, because a lot of these sales are pertinent to a specific amount of time. The podcast, you're probably going to be listening to it at least a week after it's recorded, when it's downloaded anyway. uh, Remember that what we're doing now... As we are playing the podcast, we're debuting it a few days before it becomes a download on the web, on the stream. While the stream used to be Mark Striegel Media, it is now Talking Metal Digital. It is a new endeavor that John Astronomy, Mark Striegel, and myself are working on. Uh, We're taking baby steps with it, but when it's all said and done, you guys are going to be very happy with what we have Uh, what we'll have for you. We have a lot of things in the works and we promise to not disappoint the majority of you. We know that there are still going to be people out there that are going to be pissed off and say, hey man, you know, this isn't what I expected, you know, big deal. But hey, can't please all the people all the time. So what can you do? What else? What else do we have going on? Oh, well, speaking of that live show, you can listen to that Friday nights starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. But the fun doesn't start there. Join us an hour early. I program an hour of music to sort of warm us up for the live show. And from there, the live show is usually an hour to an hour and a half. And then we debut the latest episode of the Mars Attacks podcast again a few days before. If you haven't subscribed to the Mars Attacks podcast, you can do so via iTunes or Stitcher. So if there are Android users out there, don't feel left out. You can download and listen to the episodes via Stitcher as well. And I forgot, one of the reasons that I played Hell's Fire is because the first podcast that I started was called Fusion Sonica. It's a podcast that I started in Spanish... Uh, when Mark Striegel sort of gave me the proverbial kick in the ass to start up. I'm sure some of you have heard me say that a bunch of times. I wanted to add something different, something that I couldn't find out there, and I didn't want people to say, hey, you're copying off of Talking Metal. Turns out that things didn't go as well as I thought. Um, and after, it's four years this month, in June of nine is when I started, is when I started up. And Hell's Fire is going to be the featured interview of the last episode ever. For now, anyway. I mean, I may resurrect things from time to time. But with the way things are shaping up at Talking Metal Digital, I doubt it. Because there there are some cool shows in the works. And that's the reason why we're putting that to bed. Also, um, my expectations were never really met with that show. As much as I wanted to help out a lot of bands—national bands, regional bands, underground bands—that nobody outside of their mother knew—there was never really a, you know, the, the the type of feeling out there to get, you know, to to have a desire to want to get on the show or to want to collaborate. When I can get someone like Udo on the show for fairly, you know, an easy amount of work, I you know, essentially it's just contacting his PR people or his label rep and getting him on the show where there are, you know, groups here in Spain and this doesn't pertain to uh, Hell's Fire, that's for sure, but, you know, they, they know, they, they don't know how to promote themselves and you're after them, you're telling them, hey, this is a podcast, this is this, this is that, and they have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You know, it's very upsetting and... You know, if it's going to take me more work to get someone that no one knows on the show when you're doing them a favor than it is to get someone like Udo who's toured the world and, you know, within the hard rock and metal community is someone that's really known and has sold millions of albums. Really? You're going to give me more of a hard time than, than Udo is? So, you know, it's really not worth my time. So there you go. That isn't going to keep me from playing, you know, groups from here in Spain from time to time. I do have, have my other podcast, the Victor M. Ruez podcast, or the Incoherent Ramblings of Victor M. Ruez. Uh, that's up on iTunes as well. You could also find that right on victormruiz.com, and that's R U I Z.com. There's a link to that on the right hand side of the MarsAttacksRadio.com homepage. As there are links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and all that great stuff. We were doing Google Plus for a while as well, and it's funny, I read someone said that that was the social network that everyone has but no one uses. And we're really getting no traction over there, so we're going to stick to Facebook and Twitter for now. We may update that in the future. And what else? Oh, Classic Albums Column been getting some good feedback uh, the last episode was guns and roses which was the episode before this one appetite for destruction if you haven't checked that out go to the right hand side of marsattacksradio.com you'll see classic albums column click on that and you'll get two pages of all the podcasts that relate to the classic albums column there's a whole bunch of different albums everything from metallica to queens of the stone age to van halen to tool, Megadeth, Judas Priest, Suicidal Tendencies, Slayer, Pantera, and Guns N' Roses. Uh, Prong as well. So check those out. Uh, what those are all about is we have various artists commenting on an album, both during the podcast and in written format on the website. And that can be anyone from Charlie Benante to Doro Pesh to Gene Hoagland to Mark Striegel, uh, Mitch Lafon, uh, Martin Popoff, uh, who else? David Ellefson, Bumblefoot. So we run the whole gamut of hard rock and metal. There are plenty of others. And there's an index page that lets you all know who's involved and links to all their uh, you know, various sites, the Facebook, Twitters, YouTube, Wikipedia, so on and so forth. So... There you have that. Let me get to something that a reader sent us. And, you know, we love hearing from you guys via Facebook or via email or right there on the website. Leave your comments wherever you want. Uh, You could also send them via Twitter. Anyway, so this is from David Isaac. David Isaac writes, I just started checking out your podcast after hearing you with Mark on Talking Metal Live. Listen to a few classic albums, and in the middle of your Dave windorf interview, great stuff i don 't know why i, tu- I don 't know why it took me yeah i don 't know why it took me so long to give you a shot, but i 'm glad I did hey David, thanks a lot for the great comments and for your support and there 's no problem you know this is a word of mouth thing we try to get the news out there on various sites, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn 't but, uh, you know, the guys from Talking Metal have done a great deal uh, for my show, and, you know, hopefully that's what sort of fueled this relationship that we have going on, and I think, uh, you know, bigger things are are on the horizon, definitely. So, again, thanks, David, and thanks to all you guys for checking in and listening to the show. I very much appreciate it. I appreciate any comments, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you got to roll with the punches. This isn't you know, good for everyone. There are some people that think it sucks and there are other people that enjoy it. So what can you do? Let's see, what else? Um, since we've sort of been on the the Spanish tip here, uh, there's another group that I play from time to time. I guess they could be considered uh, post-hardcore or post-rock or post-metal or post raisin brand, you know, all these dumb labels that they have for groups. Um name of the group is Wayne. The name of this track is Nebuchadnezzar. And this comes from... <laughs> the title is influenced by the movie Gentleman Broncos, which is done by the same person that did Nacho Libre and um, Napoleon Dynamite. It's also the name of Morpheus' ship in The Matrix, and I forget what other stuff their lead singer explained to me. So here you go. Let's get into this track. I have this on gray vinyl, it's pretty cool actually. So and I was lucky enough to debut this track on Fusion Sonica. Anyway, let's get into Nebuchadnezzar by Wayne. post a link to anyone that's interested in that where you can download that track uh, this, this is what uh, one of four tracks it was a split EP that was put out earlier this year late last year I think it was earlier this year the thing is I've had these tracks for almost a year there was a whole hold up with the other band that was doing this, the other half of the split so there you go not for everyone I realize that the lead singers vocals uh, may Great some people's ears. I love all types of metal. So there you go. Interesting thing. <laughs> He's a fucking surgeon. So there you go. Uh What else? What else is next? Well, keeping it on the Spanish tip and closer to what Udo does. This is Angelus Apatrida. I've played them a bunch of times on the stream during various um, episodes, I've played tons of stuff off of their latest album, The Call, which I think is really great. Oddly enough, iTunes featured it as a new album, I think about a week or two ago, and I asked the members of the band what the deal was with that. They're on Century Media, and they had no idea. The album actually came out uh, about a year ago, (laughs) so it's interesting that Century Media has given it one last push. You know, It's a great album. Uh, They've toured with Megadeth and Slayer, and a bunch of other groups like Three Inches of Blood, and uh, they recently toured with Meshuga up in Scandinavia. So they're definitely the biggest band here in Spain, a band that can tour uh, various parts of the world without any problem. So let's get into this is the lead off track, the lead off single off of the album The Call. This is You Are Next. That was a digital-only release in the States. I'll have to check to see if Amazon has that on CD import. There's two versions of that. And I don't believe the iTunes has the two bonus tracks. I have it on CD and I have it on vinyl. The bonus tracks are them covering Judas Priest's Hell Patrol, which is one of my all-time favorite Priest songs, and them redoing one of their classic tracks, if you will, off of their first album, which is something that Century Media is going to be re-releasing shortly. Uh, The band's been around for 15 years, so it's funny how some people here in Spain think that they just popped out of nowhere, but they've been around for 15 years, and their first album came out a little after that, so they're in their early 30s. Um... Most of the members, so they've been playing, you know, since their late teens. And I believe, well, their first album came out when they were in their early 20s. But they do have uh, five albums out here in Spain. So, and three on Century Media. So there you go. Let's get into getting even closer to Germany. Let's leave Spain behind. This is a really cool track that the Scorpions put out a few years ago. It is called 321 uh, three, two, one are they ready to stop the scorpions? I know the courses are ready to drop, but anyway there 's so many things you hear they' were stopping they aren 't stopping, you know, just so typical with bands um, when I guess they they say that they 're done and they really aren 't you know they they still want to get out there and play, and you know, in all honesty, the way the festivals are set up here in Europe that they, they can honestly keep playing you know once or twice a year for. As long as they want. Uh, this track came out. Mm, let's see. This came out a few years ago. I'm look- Okay, in 2007. So this is six years old. Uh, their last two albums were okay, but I really think that Humanity Hour One is a really, really good album. So check that out if you haven't. The name of this track once again is Three, Two, One. with 3-2-1, and let's get into the Udo portion of the episode. This is a track that I've always loved by Accept. Little known track. It is off of one of many reunion albums, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. It was the first reunion album they did with Udo. The name of the album is Objection Overruled name of the track is Objection Overruled. After that, we'll jump into the interview with Udo. <laughs> Hammer is going to be your twenty fourth studio album that you've worked on uh, after yes. all of these years. What continues to inspire you as a singer as a writer
0: oh, what can I say I mean in a way I mean first of all, I still have fun doing to do this you know writing uh-huh. songs, making albums on tour so i'm not tired of this, you know, and I think that's the most in the most important thing. And uh, yeah, what sure. can I say? That's it.
2: Cool. That's probably the best reason to continue to do it.
0: <laughs> For me, it's like I always say, if I don't have fun anymore, then I stop directly.
2: <laughs> right, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. On average, you've released, going all the way back to uh, 79, about an album per year do you feel yes. the pressure to put out an album every single year or does the music just naturally come out of you
0: yeah but i mean in the old days it was nearly every every year but now we have one and a half years now with the new album it was uh two years in a way but no i don't mm-hmm. have any pressure i mean we 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 always uh uh, working on a, on an album, you know, it's like uh, the, the musicians in the band they have ideas. I have some melodies in my mind. Always, I have uh, 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 enough lyrics around. I always have hook lines around. So, I mean, it's just like a normal pro- process, you know.
2: One thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is the importance of uh, relationships within a band. For example, you've been working with Fiddy since back in 97. You had been working with Stephen Kaufman for a really long time as well.
0: A long time, yeah, yeah.
2: I was just going to mention a lot of people don't realize that just because very big-name artists are out there or specific bands are out there, it doesn't always click to, say, bring into a band. How important is it for you to have a good relationship with, with the musicians that you work with?
0: Oh, that is, uh, for me, it's very important. I mean, uh, you know, always people say, oh, yeah, this is a solo project. And I always say, no, this is not a solo project. It's just the name Udo or Udo. But for mm-hmm. me, it's important, you know, you work as, you work uh, to work as a whole band, not only, right. uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I know, like, for, for example, Ozzy, he's changing all the way, the musicians. That means right. it's a solo project. <laughs> no, for me, it's <laughs> important to have a band uh, around me and uh yeah i mean uh now is a, is a real a steady uh, 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 uh line up with fitti and 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 Francesco Juvino, but the only mm-hmm. thing is now new is that we have new two guitar players, but that was not really planned you know i mean with right. second uh he has a big health problem and, and, and it was better for him to stop. And mm-hmm. um but he he will be in the future behind also UDO but not on stage anymore. But mm-hmm. this, uh, particular for 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 this new album, uh, Steelhammer, he said to me, I need a break. I don't wanna be the producer for this album and I don't wanna write songs with you together. Uh mm-hmm. he, no no he had to make up his his mind, you know, what he exactly wanna do in the future. So then mm-hmm. I did everything together with with Fitty, and I mean uh, I'm really happy with the result. I mean we we I was uh, writing the whole album together with Fitty, and also uh, I did the production together with Fitty. So in right. the result I think I'm I'm very happy, and uh, yeah, and I'm also very happy with the new guitar players. So I mean uh, Andre Smirnov he was doing all the guitar work on this album. So Casper came. Uh, Later on, so that was not planned, it was a big surprise for us, let's say it in this way, that Igor was leaving the band, you know. He said, "No, right. now UDO is uh, has, it's so busy, I don't have the time anymore to do this. And then I said to him, Igor, you are sure uh, you want to leave the band? You want to throw away 15 years of being a guitar player in UDO. So, but what can I do? And then I have to look for another guitar player and we found a Haiken from Finland
2: and what do the two new guitars add to the band
0: yeah song-wise of, of course the the the, the older songs were written already when when, when andre came uh, but he was giving yeah how, how can i explain it a fresh blood into the, the the whole thing you know when he was doing all right. the guitars on steel hammer and uh of course he's russian they have a lot of melodic stuff you know in in, in their blood and uh yeah i mean he 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 was giving also the new album a real fresh uh uh yeah fresh 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 thing you know i mean he's also young he's twenty twenty nine years old, and you know this, this is a different generation they play they play the, the this kind of music a little bit in a modern way, you know, and that was also very interesting to to see what's going on. But Mm -hmm. I think, in in the end, I'm really happy with uh, with the result.
2: Going back to the production, which you had already touched upon, did you ever consider an outside producer, or did you know from the start that it needed to be you and Fiddy?
0: No, I mean, uh, in in, the first place, I was thinking to get my old friend uh, Michael Wagner uh, to do this production, but he was busy with Lordy, and then we had another one from... um, from Denmark, his name is Hansen, but he was mm-hmm. uh, working with Folby. So, <laughs> and then we <laughs> said, okay, what can we do? Uh, and then I said, okay, I was I was doing some productions already with in in the back in the 80s with Michael Wagner together. So I said, okay, right. here we go. Uh, Let let's give it a try, and it still works. You know, it's like. Uh, you don't uh, forget how to, how to uh, ride a bicycle or you uh, you never uh, yeah so I mean yeah in the end it was it was uh, a lot of fun to do this and to see that that I can still do this you know
2: right okay and was there anything that you set out to do differently with this album since you were gonna be producing since uh, Stefan wasn't wasn't in the mix for this album did you say okay? I need to do this, or I want this album to go in a specific direction?
0: Yeah, definitely. What what I did was, um, Stefan was more into all this computer stuff. And uh, for me, it was important to have the musicians uh, at the studio and uh, can work with them face-to-face, you know. And I think also the result is more what the people so so far say when they were listening to the album, and uh, they said this is more down to earth and more life feeling on this album.
2: Hmm. It seems as if a lot of musicians are, are doing that as well now. Why do you think so many established musicians are going back to almost what they did when they first started? When it comes to recording.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's see. I think you know all these computer things. They are very helpful in uh, in in. Uh, in songwriting and arranging, you know, I mean, in the old days, you have to do a really long pre-production at a studio if you want. Then, you know, when when you start arranging the song, uh, but now in in with with all with the computer stuff, I mean, you can change the song in 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 five seconds, you know. Right. And uh, this is, but this is the only thing for me. Uh, what is what is helpful, with, with all this computer stuff, and and I think a lot of the, of the bands, you know they got the feeling the same feeling what i had with with the uh, last video albums like dominator and Red raptor that the sound is cold you know if you do everything mm-hmm. with with uh, with computer so and that was the reason why i said also now i want to go back uh, back to the older days and ha- i want to have the musicians at the studio play on a cabinet play on real uh, amp and guitar amp and, and and real drums and all that stuff and this and i think so far, I did the right thing, but the people say, "Yeah, that's uh, real down to earth. It's coming back down to earth, you know." And uh, I think that also a lot of lot of bands, they hate, I, I think they, they they are thinking in the same way.
2: Right, I I agree with you. The the one track that I have heard, uh, which is Metal Machine, sounds really really mm-hmm. vivid and alive. And a lot of times when you do listen to things that are recorded digitally, it's almost too linear, like it. Doesn't have room to breathe, and and this track yeah. definitely is yeah. in the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, so see, <laughs> <I> then <didn't, again, laughs> I, I did something right.
2: <laughs> and interesting enough, talking about going backwards, does it surprise you that so many people are now back into buying vinyl again? Will this album come out on vinyl?
0: Yeah, it's coming also out, out, out on, of vinyl, uh, on vinyl, but not you know they don't they don't print just I don't know, four hundred, five hundred, or thousand something like that, and uh, yeah, a lot of people go back to vinyl. I mean, we have already in in I know that just from Germany, we have uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of uh, shops. They they're just selling vinyl, and huh. uh, in, it's, it's very it's very interesting.
2: Absolutely. Um... You're also going to be starting a U.S. tour shortly. Uh, Your first tour of the U.S. was roughly 30 years ago. How have things Mm -hmm. changed from when you first toured in the States to what it's like to tour nowadays?
0: I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what's coming up, but uh, there's definitely some smaller places. I mean, with with UDO, I did uh, with UDO... For example, I did the first two with the Animal House album, so I was touring with Guns N' Roses, Lita Ford, and uh, some other bands. And uh, uh, and then I did another tour in America together with Saxon. That was also uh, a, a nice tour. But now, I mean, I, 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 after 12 years, I don't know exactly what will be happened now on this tour, you know. but. Uh, uh, um, I think so far what I what I heard is that uh, uh, that uh, that the ticket sales were going well. We have one sold-out show, and you know now the back, the whole back catalog is out now in the U.S. And we have a co-management, booking agency, promotion stuff, record company. So now it was it makes now sense to start again in America. You know, I right. don't want to say I start from I don't want to say I start from zero. But uh, it's a new beginning for us in in America, and we will see what sure. what's going on.
2: Sure. And and I think a lot of bands have made the mistake of coming over without having all of that behind them and and That's, fallen flat because yeah. there wasn't that foundation to support them.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that was the reason why we are not coming was coming um, coming over. You know, the last uh, twelve years. So uh, we had some offers. But, you know, you have to spend a lot of money on top, and then that makes no sense.
2: Right. How different is it for you to play, say, to festivals in Europe as opposed to smaller theatres uh, in the U.S.?
0: Well, I mean, uh, for me, it's in a way, it doesn't matter, of course. Let's say big festivals in Europe, I mean, this is like party time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do always like a. Yeah, I say always, you have to play like a jukebox, you know, all the most famous songs of except Udo. And uh, for me, like in 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 smaller clubs, like around from from 500 until 1000 or whatever, this is more a rock and roll show, you know. This is really near to the to the audience, and yeah, uh, I like I like in a way more to play clubs than bigger halls or big festivals, you know that it's like more yeah you are very close to to the, to the, to your friends and um, yeah it's a real rock and roll show you know it's, it's like i like that more
2: okay as far as your singing is concerned what do you do to keep your voice in shape uh after all these years do you do anything special or do you just show up and sing
0: yeah i just show up and sing i mean i think i'm i'm really lucky with my voice i mean uh I never had any problems. I never was canceling the show all over the years. Uh, No, I'm really really lucky, I think, with my voice.
2: You've always had a very distinct voice. It seems as if when you started out, uh, everyone was distinct in order to get ahead. Somebody had to add something a little different. Nowadays, there are so many bands that sound alike, why do you think that people have lost their bands have lost that distinctness or uniqueness that perhaps you bring to the table?
0: Ah, oh, this is a, <laughs> this is a question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, um, uh, for what I learned, what I learned is that what we are doing as a as a band, it doesn't matter what kind of music, in a way, you do. I mean, what we do, we have to entertain people. Right. You know, and the people, I think the people come to a concert and want to have a good time. They don't want to hear uh, lyrics about uh, suicide and uh, everything. The world is so bad and I killed myself. I don't know. All this stuff, you know. And, right. uh, uh, um, and yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of these new bands, I think they play just for themselves on stage, you know. I mean, there are a lot of good bands around new bands. But sometimes, you know, when I when I see some young bands, they are not looking at the, at the audience. They are just play for themselves, and right. I don't know. There is uh, that. Let's you can say also there are no personalities more on stage. You know, right? Not anymore. Like, like for example, Ozzy, uh, Bruce Dickinson, Lemmy, uh, uh, Rob Halford. I don't know all these singers. You know, there is somebody coming on. Come, yeah, it's coming on stage. And that's right. what I also miss now, with all the new bands, so there's not really somebody's coming on stage. And, um, yeah, it should, it, I mean, it's important for them. It's always when, I, when, when, young, when young bands ask me, what can we do? I say, please try to do something different. It, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but try to do something different and make make you outstanding of all these. I mean, we have now tons of bands around, you know, it's not also different right. than it was. In the eighties, I mean, in the eighties, there was not so many bands around. But now, you have to do something, you know. And for me, yes. for me, it's like a, a, good, a good example. Uh, one band in Germany, they are in a way really outstanding. Yeah, they're looking like like a sleaze band, you know. But with uh, mm-hmm. but they 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 did the right thing, and the the band is called Kissing Dynamite. And I think right. if they have the right people around them. I think they can make an uh, international uh, success. So, yep. what can I say? If I know everything about this, I'm a really rich man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very true. Yeah, My good friend John Astronomy from the Talking Metal show, yeah. he always talks about... Seeing you open up with "Accept," open up for "Kiss" during the "Lick It Up" tour. Is yeah, there anything that you remember about that tour, and what did that tour mean for your career? Oh
0: yeah, that was a very important tour. It was the first time we came over uh, to America, and what can I say? They were really nice guys. They was helping us a lot, and they was nearly every evening. They told us, "Okay, now." Uh, you have to do this, Uh, America is not uh, Europe, you know, this is more entertaining, that now, what I said before, learning to do entertaining, you know, and that was really, I mean, uh, I remember the first uh, sound check what we did, we came out on on the stage, and it was like a whole, I don't know, 18,000 feet or whatever, it was really huge, you know, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, So, but, and but they, 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 they in a way they teach us, you know, that you get all the, the people in the far back, you know, hand clapping mm-hmm. and that you mean the whole the whole entertainment stuff but what you have on have, what you have to do on stage. And so I really have to say thank you very much to KISS. I mean we learned a lot from them. And um yeah, what can I say? That was a, a yeah, a, a really good thing happened for except that it's done.
2: Okay. And if people want to keep up to date with UDO, where should they go to find out about the tour, Steelhammer, which is about to come out? Is there a specific website they should check out?
0: Yeah, we have a UDO-online.com, and uh, we have uh, Facebook going on, and uh, Twitter, we, we I think we're nearly everywhere. <laughs> but just uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you search for UDO then uh, I think you find tons of it, you know, information. So we have our own YouTube channel, so you can see a lot of uh, 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 videos of UDO live from South America, from, I don't know, there's so many stuff around on the internet of UDO, so in a way you find everything. Hi, this is Udo Dirkstrainer of UDO, and you're listening to Mars Attacks.
2: Oh, little King of Mean coming off of Steel Hammer. Check the album out. Really solid from start to finish. I was pleasantly surprised. You know, a lot of times you have older acts and don't say heritage acts. It sounds so goofy when I hear Gene Simmons say that. You know, what the fuck is a heritage act, you know? Seriously, is that like a term that someone pulled out of their ass? You know, all these different marketing things that are applied to music are just silly. You know, it's a good hard rock album it's a good hard rock track uh you know Kiss is a hard rock act rock and roll act if you will and you know I wouldn't say that Udo's a heritage band you know why because they've been around for 30 40 years whatever or UDO excuse me just dumb music is either good or bad you know no in-betweens in my opinion but hey what do I know Anyway, want to thank Dustin Hardman for making all this happen. Want to thank Udo obviously for taking the time to do a pretty cool interview with me, you know. It's so difficult at times putting these episodes out or interviewing these people. It's not difficult, but just trying to be a little different and not ask the same repetitive questions. So, when I remember the John astronomy question, you know, the whole thing about him saying about Seeing kiss with accept and this and that, I had to ask, you know, so it was just cool. his comments were really, really neat. We'll reuse those for the kiss classic albums column when that becomes available later this year hint hint wink wink, and uh next month we'll have another one, hopefully you know we're gonna try to keep up as long as my health stays well. You know, um, we'll continue to put these episodes out on a weekly basis. And we may start doing two episodes a week, you know, depending with the live shows that Mark Striegel puts out as well, the Talking Metal live episodes. And when Mark isn't around, it's Mars Attacks live. And we'll see where that goes. It may actually, you know, evolve into something else. It may take on a life of its own. and, And we'll see. So... Anyway, wanna thank everyone for listening. Actually have to program tonight's live show in the next few minutes. Get all the questions ready and everything. We're gonna have Mitch Lafon on this week, so should be cool. So just remember, subscribe to us via iTunes or Stitcher. Leave your comments on iTunes, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, whatever you leave in there only helps promote the show. What else? Check out the stream, Talking Metal Digital. You can find that either on your Live 365 app by putting in Talking Metal Digital uh, with with the smartphone or tablet application, or you can go to the homepage of Talking Metal at TalkingMetal.com or of MarsAttacksRadio.com. You'll find the player there on the right-hand side. Also, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, all these things help us, help get the word out, and help spread the word, and help us out, make a one cent donation if you must, you know. Uh, We're not crying for money here, but you know, if you can send something our way to help us out, it would be cool. Don't want to get up on a soapbox like, uh, you know, some former MTV VJ that professed about how he was making six figures with his podcast and then... He does a Jerry Lewis-type telethon, you know, asking for a shitload of money. So that's why I held off doing it for the longest time. But, you know, after thinking of it, seeing how so many others do it and not in a way where they're begging on their hands and knees, you know, and it helps with interaction, so be it, you know. Go to the affiliates as well. If you're going to buy something from any of those affiliates, click on our links, go over there, get a discount from some of them and we get a kickback so and that's about it thanks again for listening we're gonna leave you with the title track off of steel hammer could have done balls to the walls like everyone else is doing but we like to do things a little different here so here we go the title track steel hammer off of steel hammer by udo thanks again for listening And see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast.
1: or go back and check previous podcasts, go to marsattacksradio.com or subscribe via iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash marsattacksradio on Twitter at Marsa 2005 and Google+. For more info, visit the homepage of marsattacksradio.com